This is Damien Maffei from The Strangers Pray at Night and Haunt, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Squad podcast. This is episode number 249. Tonight we're talking about Halloween Ends, which is currently on Peacock and in theaters. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd. We have Joe, we have Steve, and if you're listening on Friday, it is one day until our event. What's going on on Saturday? I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, folks, if you're listening when this releases, or maybe listening on Saturday. So today, so if you're local or if you want to take the drive down or whatever. Maybe a last minute flight if you're listening on Friday. Come to our big event in Salem, Massachusetts with Max Dennison himself, Omri Katz from Hocus Pocus. Or if you're an Erie, Indiana fan, or if you're a Madden A fan, or if you want to go real old school, you're a Dallas fan because uh, he was in like 150 episodes of Dallas as JR Jr. So, hey, if you're an Omri Katz fan, come and meet him. One to five at Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles in the Witch City Mall in Salem, Massachusetts. If you were just at our Damien event, which we will get into after, you know where it is. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a really great time. We're expecting big crowds for it. So I would definitely recommend coming early if you are going to the signing. Because once five o'clock hits, I doubt we'll be able to stick around too much longer. So definitely get there as early as uh, you can for the signing. Also. We're doing the screening. It is sold out. So thank you so much to everyone that bought tickets for the screening. The screening will happen over at Cinema Salem, which is basically right across almost from Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles. So it's right inside the Witch City Mall as well. So you don't have to go very far. If you ordered food from the crypt for the event, they will be set up right next to the cinema before you go in so you can grab your food and head into the cinema and you can eat inside the cinema. There's no problem with that. And yeah, and me, Todd, Steve, will be hosting the Q&A with Omri immediately following the screening of Hocus Pocus at the cinema. We're super excited for that. We're also going to have a table set up right next to Omri at the signing from one to five. We're going to have magnets, stickers, do probably doing a little giveaway and just come in and say, hey, it's going to be a great time. Hugs, high fives, fist bumps. I'm going to get my, what did I get? I got my Sanderson sister wings, Cheeto dusted. And I got the dead man's toes, which are tater tots, I think. I don't know. I think Steve got the same thing, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. I think uh, I can't wait to eat what the crypt has been uh, putting out there because I know there was a hit this past weekend with their Muffaletta burger because Joe, had hosted a little bit of an event. So Joe, you want to tell us how it went with our Damien Maffei event at Silver Moon Comics last weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much to people that came out. We did have a few listeners that came by. Not, I don't think anyone that's on the Discord, no one I recognize, but you know, they said they listened to the show and whatnot. So I appreciate uh, you guys for coming out uh, to that. Had some really nice conversations with uh, quite a few of you. So thank you. And we met a lot of new people too. A lot of people were really interested. A lot of people loved our Halloween logo. I actually had one person criticize our other logo. They're like, oh my God, this low Halloween logo is so much better than this one. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> but uh, you know, thank you so much um and we cannot thank damien maffey enough he is such a good friend of the show just such a great genuine person 
was really glad to see he had a pretty solid uh, turnout. Yeah, so it was a very successful event. Thank you so much to everyone that came. And then me and Damien, right immediately after following the signing, were able to go and check out Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. Um, we cannot thank Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. If you are a horror fan and ever decide to come to Salem, Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery is an absolute must. But they were very kind to us to take Damien and myself and Sam, who came with us on a little private tour. He does a, uh, he just started doing it this year. Uh, it's called Lifting the Coffin Lid, which is a private owner's tour he does. So he took us on that. So uh, he takes you down into his private little lair and he has a ton of occult stuff down there and real live human skeletons, books from the 1700s, vampire hunting kits and stuff like that. Like super, super cool unique stuff down there plus a couple of other monsters he doesn't display upstairs that he has down there and he also has real movie mold stuff down there from like uh terminator evil dead stuff like that so really really cool stuff to see down there and he gave us the full tour it was really cool so yeah thank you to james the owner of count orlock's nightmare gallery uh for doing that for us and hopefully Stephen todd might get the opportunity to do that too um next saturday so We'll see. But thank you once again, everyone that came out. If you didn't come to this one, please come to Omri next week or tomorrow, I should say, um, because it's going to be a a great event. And finally, the squad will be full for the first time ever. So it'll be I'm I'm most excited for that, I think. But I mean, I'm very excited to host Omri. And I know it's going to be a super successful event as we already sold out the screening. And I think the signing is going to be pretty crazy as well. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for all the support, though. Before we move on to our next segment, which is going to be what watch for the last time, here is Omri in his own words talking about the event. It's me, Omri Katz, aka Max from Hocus Pocus. Just here to let you know I'm going to be in Salem, Massachusetts on October 22nd at the Silver Moon Comic Store starting at 1 p.m. I'm going to be signing some autographs and meeting fans and whatnot. And then after that, there's going to be a special screening and a Q&A hosted by the Horror Squad podcast at Cinema Salem. So I really look forward to seeing you guys there. And don't miss it. Well, watch. Do it. You got. You just got the one, Joe? No, no pappies? No, I, yeah, busy week. Busy couple weeks with the events. So, yeah, I just, like, completely crossed my mind. So I apologize, but I do have one this week and it's not horror related per se, but it's definitely uh, in the true crime realm. It is in a show over on Peacock and the show is called A Friend of the Family. Uh, this one stars Colin Hanks, Anna Paquin, and um, God, what's the girl from Ghostbusters? McKenna, McKenna, McKenna Grace. Grace. Yeah. She's good. She's she's in it too. I haven't run into her character yet in the first five episodes, but getting there. Um, so if anyone is familiar with the documentary Hidden in Plain Sight, it was a super popular documentary that went viral probably a couple years ago. And once I start explaining it, you're probably gonna be like, Oh yeah, I definitely saw that. So basically the show takes place, you know, it, it's basically almost exactly the same as a documentary except we're seeing it in of course these characters perspectives now on the tv show so this is a show is about a uh, family who befriends another family and the they're they're both you know a mormon family and the the husband of the other family takes a strong liking to one of the daughters from the other family he ends up 
saying, you know, I want to take this girl, you know, and I will say like, they, they, they're like best friends, you know, it's like the best of best of friends. They call this guy, you know, brother B, I think his name is, who's played actually funny enough by, uh, the guy, uh, the guy from the office there, who's kind of like Jim. I think they called him like fake Jim for a little bit or something like that. I forget his character name, but I think he dated Aaron too on the show. But he plays the creep uh, in this in this show, and he he plays him very well. <laughs> but as yeah, so essentially what happens here is he ends up taking this girl. Says, "Oh, I want to take her horseback riding." They don't return the ne- that day. They don't return the next day. They don't return the day after that. And the parents are like, what do we do? And the wife of the other, uh, you know, the wife of this guy is like, oh, he's going to be back. Don't worry about it and stuff like that. And you're just like, what is this? What are these parents doing? Meanwhile, we see what's going on with this little girl and this guy. And basically he's brainwashing this little girl telling her, oh, you know, um, we've been abducted by aliens and, uh, you know, you need to listen to everything they're going to say and stuff like that. And all this fucked up shit and then basically what happens from there is he brings her home. The parents kind of forgive everything. And then the mother ends up having a an affair with this guy. The father ends up doing sexual things with this guy. Basically, he penetrates, he maybe not penetrates, is probably the right word, but he essentially infiltrates the entire family. <laughs> you got, I know what you're thinking about. Holy shit. I'm sorry. He he is because it's such a sick and it's a true story and it's so sick and twisted. Um, but he infiltrates this entire family, completely brainwashes them. You know, I don't know if you guys are if this is like ringing a bell to you guys or not. Yeah, like I now that I'm talking it. it, didn't didn't the dad give him a hand job? He did. Yeah, yeah. he convinced the dad to give <laughs> so him a weird. hand job, which they show on the show, and it's fucking disturbing as hell. I mean, not in detail, but you know, they they do show it on the show. But it's just like. What, like, I mean, it's like infuriating to watch this show because you're like, why? Like, the parents just put this kid in such a terrible situation and they just never protected her. And it's interesting because the show actually opens with the actual girl, um, now an adult, obviously being like, you know, Jan Broberg, I believe is her name. And she's like, you know, this is my story. She's like, people will watch this and say, you know, like, how could this ever happen and stuff? And she's like, well, it was a different time back then in the 70s. And, She's like, I just want people to be aware that this could happen and this could still happen today. And um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good show. I mean, it's really well done. I mean, Colin Hanks and Anna Paquin and this guy who plays Brother B, I, I can't remember the actress name, but he does great. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really well put together show, but I'm not going to lie. Like it makes me so angry to watch it. <laughs> like it, it really evokes some really strong emotions. So definitely like trigger warnings all around for people. But if you haven't seen the documentary, I would highly recommend watching the documentary first and then going to watch the show. So check it out if you want. Friend of the family over on Peacock. And if you want to watch the documentary, it's called Hidden in Plain Sight. Gross. Gross, gross. Very gross. Is it the Sam had to take a Sam had to take a break because she was like so like <laughs> disgusted by it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy world, man. All right. My uh, first one here is 1959's. Roger Corman director uh, directed The Wasp Woman and I've been like every time I turn on Amazon Prime it's always like one of those things like they're trying to get me to watch right because same thing with Tubi they're constantly throwing stuff at you until you're like fine I'll fucking watch it Um, so I finally freaking watched it and if you look up the artwork or just go to Amazon Prime you'll see why it's like a giant wasp with like this really poor artwork of a woman's face on a giant wasp body and I'm like I really want to see that effect in 59 
sadly it never comes so that's a disappointment right there but essentially the story is this uh beauty company owner she's like the face of the franchise right she's young beautiful blah 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 but time is catching up with her and she's starting to look her age not that she's bad looking or anything like that but she's looking critical at herself like you know she used to be a supermodel now she has aging lines things like that so she's like trying to find a wonder drug in enters this gentleman that's obsessed with wasps he worked as a bee what are they called bee i don't know bee people but he brought his wasp to the bee party and the bee guys were like get the wasp out of here dude so they fired him and he uh sends her a letter in the mail and she's like i got the wonder drug i got the wasp juice if you put it in makeup i'll make you young again brings him on lo and behold he has this wonder juice but it's not tested yet and she's like fuck you i'm getting it give it to me he's like it's not tested i don't care puts it in her turns her into wasp woman she starts murdering people and that's that it's 59 Roger Corman, if you ever seen any of his films, are super uh, corny. I really like the effects, even though you can see like when she like lunges for someone that she she's wearing gloves because you see the ends of the gloves and see her wrists looking normal, things like that. So it's kind of corny. But you know what? It's 61 minutes long. It's old, and the they did a black and white conversion to color, which came out like terrible. Where the actor would shift and he would go from black and white to like kind of greenish color back to black and white again within like the same movement so it's pretty funny but the wasp woman over on amazon prime uh i'd recommend it it's a two, solid two star nice i hate misleading posters though that's such a bummer it's a cool poster but I'll, I'll fall for it every time too just because to be or whatever it keeps recommending it my first one is a 2022 film and i watched it over on disney plus and that's werewolf by night so werewolf by night is a movie in the marvel cinematic universe it's a 50, like four minute movie. So it's like a one, one episode type deal instead of a full fledged like Marvel movie. So it's not quite a show, not quite a movie. It's kind of like in between. It's a, it was like a special they did for Halloween. So in this one, a bunch of monster hunters gather at a mansion where the owner has passed away. And the owner was the owner of something called the Bloodstone, which is a powerful tool that uh, is like known in the MCU and it gives the wearer powers and stuff like that but the bloodstone can't just be passed down it has to be earned so what they do is they have all these monster hunters come together and they put the bloodstone on a creature's back and then set him loose in a maze and then the hunters have to go into the maze kill the creature and grab the bloodstone so they can be the new owner of the bloodstone so that's where our story kind of takes us. We follow one of the guys and he goes into this maze and he starts you know, fighting the other guys, kind of like Hunger Games type thing, where you're trying to kill the other hunters so they don't get to the bloodstone first. Or you get to, or if he finds a creature, kill the creature and grab the bloodstone. But something is not right with him that uh, we find out. Uh, and as the title suggests, he's actually a monster himself. And he he's actually friends with the monster that has the bloodstone on his back. So the, the other hunters start hunting them both. And then a bunch of other stuff happens, which I won't spoil. And the monster that he is, of course, is a werewolf. It's called Werewolf by Night. This is like an amazing uh, movie. It's got all the action, comedy, kind of comic booky stuff that you would expect from a Marvel movie. But it also has a lot of horror as well. Uh, it's in black and white with the exception of certain little things like the bloodstone is red. You know, they just kind of, it's just kind of highlight important things in the movie, but the rest of it all takes is almost all in black and white. And it's got a real like universal monster 
early like 30s 40s feel to it which is really cool it's mostly practical effects which is really awesome even the main creature which i won't spoil because it is a somewhat known uh, marvel character who plays the creature like that's the creature one that i was personally super psyched to see fully realized for the first time and it almost looks like he's cgi and he's probably enhanced a little bit with cgi but i've seen like onset pictures and it actually is a costume which is fucking amazing and i just really dug it you know it's quick at 54 minutes i mean there's probably six minutes of credits in that so like let's say 50 minutes it's it's a really short experience and I dug the fuck out of it. I really, really enjoyed it. And I hope they do more of these kind of short uh, one-shot character uh, explorations. And in fact, that might be my biggest complaint is at 50 minutes, you don't get a ton of character development. You know, I kind of wish we'd seen more, but it was still a really cool thing to see. And I do urge people to check it out. So that's Werewolf by Night over on Disney+. Plus. Is there blood in it? Blood bits in black and white, but yeah, yes, there's there, there's a lot of murder and you know, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's like really well done. Murder and intrigue, mm-hmm. I like it. All right, uh, my final one is a 2022 that you guys already covered called Dead Stream over on Shutter. And I was a little worried. I know Steve rated high, uh, Joe rated, rated it, I think at a two and a half. So I'm like, I'll probably be in the middle there. But I'm uh, right on where Steve is at a four out of five on it. I really liked it, and I thought. On paper, this isn't one I would like, you know, because it's about a YouTuber that, you know, is doing anything for clicks. Turns out he's, you know, he was canceled for a little bit. He did a fake apology. And now this is his comeback where he's going to do a one night only, lock himself in a haunted house and just do whatever his listeners do. So he gets in there and he's like, he's extremely obnoxious. He's very full of himself. Every joke and every scare and everything is just to get a like, just get a view, things like that. However, I really like the, the guy's performance in it. He plays a bad, quote unquote, bad character very well. And I really liked his reactions to things. Like he has this little kind of like a wussy scream that he does, which is really effective. And it's also clever too. Like with these live footage movies, you always have the question like, why are you still filming? But he has like a setup where it's strapped to him and things like that. So he's always filming it, which is nice. Pacing issues, yeah, a little bit where he has to break and he wants to check his comments on the live video, which it makes sense because he's the type of person to do that. But the breaks in action always further the plot. Like they get a little bit of, hey, check out this video. That thing you were looking at, this is what it means. Or the thing you just said in Latin, that means this and things like that. Surprised about how good the effects were as well as some of the creature stuff. Um, some of the comedy, yeah, it was a little bit over the top and, and it missed, but every time they had like a bad joke where I'm like, all right, this just knocked it down another notch, they do something to bring it back up. So fortunately it ended up uh, extremely positive and definitely in the top 10 so far. And the year's almost over, so odds are it will remain there. So we'll see. And glad you liked it. I think a lot of the jokes are kind of mimicking the type of jokes you would hear on streams like that. So, mm-hmm. like, and also like, I know Joe talked about it last week that he found the host kind of annoying, but I think that was on purpose, right? Because yeah. he's kind of mimicking that type of personality that would do things like that. So uh, it, I kind of bought it more than I did with Dashcam, which I just, <sighs> ugh, so yeah, I hated every yeah. being. Uh, well, open. with that, she's still recording when for no I reason. Know. Yeah, she still does the same thing that uh, <laughs> yeah. in real life. There, there are some plot holes too where uh like he throws away the, the key but was what was his end game to get out of the house if everything went normally you know what i mean like stuff the, like well that. he didn't throw away the key he knew where the key was he put, yeah, he put, he put it down he like just, he just, yeah which he knew he could reach right it's not like oh, okay 
Yeah. So, all right. So my final one this week is another 2022 film. This one I watched over on Shutter, and it's called Raven's Hollow. So Raven's Hollow is the best way I could describe this movie. It's basically Tim Burton's version of Sleepy Hollow. It looks like it. It feels like it. It's like basically the same story. So it's a guy in this in this movie. It's actually Edgar Allan Poe. That's the main guy. They're just kind of there. He's with a group of other British people and they're going down with their horses and they see this really creepy like body propped up kind of like a scarecrow and they need to investigate it. So they go to a nearby town and start asking questions like what the hell's up with this? You know, they're uh, I think there's some kind of like police or whatever for that time period. And the people in the town all get all creepy about it, but they have to stay there overnight because they want a, you know, a good bed and a hot meal. And then, you know, people start dying all of a sudden, part of the group. So they start investigating the mystery as what's going on. And uh, exactly like in Sleepy Hollow, you know, it's you start hearing about the legend of the in the woods. But instead of being a headless horseman in this one, it's a killer raven a monster that is picking people off. And that's basically the plot of the story. It's really, really, it reminded me so much of almost a more like a, a rated R version of Sleepy Hollow because there are some really crazy kills and uh, setups and stuff like that. There, there's like a scene where there's just a corpse is completely like dismantled and put up against a board. It's really fucked up. There's a lot of like crazy imagery in this movie and I liked it. I did find it a little dull. It didn't have the same kind of energy that Sleepy Hollow did. Uh, Sleepy Hollow was like both serious but quirky at the same time, whereas this is like just serious. And the whole color palette of the movie is very like grays and blues, which is cool. And I get why, because it, it kind of shows that period and how it's dark and everything. But after a while, you're just like, ugh, like it's just the same color palette throughout the whole film, other than the blood whenever that happens. Uh, but then you, when you, you finally get to see the creature, I won't say what the creature is, but I thought it looked fucking cool. So at least it was worth it for that. And overall, I enjoyed it. It's not like one of my favorites or anything, but I think it's at least worth checking out. So that's Raven's Hollow over on Shutter. All right. Trivias? Let's do it. Okay. Let's see here. The current quarter score is myself, four. The two of you are tied at two. Overall scores myself, 57. Joe, 50. Steve, 44. Any man's game still got plenty of time left. Who would like to lead? I'll go first. Oh, shit. Look at that confidence. Dude, just I, like it. I have it pulled up. Killer instinct. <laughs> All right. So this one comes to us from a listener. So thank you very much for that. Uh, so it's a quote. So tell us what movie the quote is from. Okay. I'm not shocked that there's another woman. Of course, the fact that she's dead gives one pause. Ooh. Sounds vaguely familiar. It does. You've both seen the movie, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Shoot. We're talking talking last 10 years ish? Uh, 90s. Nine, 90s. So I married an axe murderer. No. Darn it. I don't even know if that's 90s. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I need to rewatch that. Great movie. We should review that sometime, actually. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun little change of pace, like a Valentine's Day kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be a good actually. Yeah, that would be a perfect. Lock it in. Lock it in. We're doing it. We should do my boyfriend's back at some point, too. Yeah, for sure. Like a goofy Valentine's Day one. I remember that song. Gosh, damn. Right. Yeah, that's so popular. 
I, I'm going to kick myself because I know I know it, but I, oh, I you guys both give, give up. Yeah. Yep. So that quote is from a little movie from Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon's Stir of Echoes. No, oh. I've done twice today. I've missed that opportunity. So, uh, thank you to, <laughs> thank you to, to Weezer Face. I, I specifically didn't say it came from Weezer Face, so it wouldn't clue you in. Jeez. So yeah, th- thank you, Weezer Face, oh, for that man. question. And Weezer Face, look forward to meeting you at the Omri event. Absolutely. That's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, I think we have a few few people from the Discord coming, so I'm excited for that. All right, I'll go next. Okay. All right. This one is just a normal trivia question. Which horror film actress slept in bloody clothes for three days to nail the look of her infamous bloody scene? Harry. That is correct. Yeah. But, no, but she's not the actress. It's uh... Casey's. Yeah, Sissy Spacek. Yeah, you got it. Sissy Spacek. Yeah, you had it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give it to you, Tom. Oh, it's yeah. me. Did you guys even hear me? No, no. But, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you, I know you. You had it, so I, I'm giving oh. it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, rookie yeah. mistake. Yes, this right. is big. Sissy. Four clues. Clue number one: a cuddly bear. Ooh. Clue number two: ritual suicide. To so a cuddly bear, to dark. So oh wait, bear. Uh, is wait, I got it. It's okay. um, Midsummer. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Very nice. <laughs> next, next would have been girlfriend forces her way on a buddy's trip, mm. and there's blood in my drink. Mm. I really, <laughs> I, I really got to revisit that movie because I've never seen the extended cut, and I'm very curious as to what. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, mine is also a four clues. I might have done this one before, but anyway. <laughs> Jungle. Jungle. General. Jeff Daniels. Uh, is it um, Rachnophobia? Correct. Yes. Nice. The general is what they call the main spider. What was the fourth one? Fourth uh, one? Exterminator. Okay. Mm. That's fucking yeah. such a weird scene. John Goodman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to do that movie too one day. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. Well, the that's remake's a, coming. So it's a, it's a tough do watch. do a double feature. Yeah. <laughs> tough watch. Alrighty, uh, I got a quote here. You tell okay. me where the mo- what uh, what movie it's from. It's not the house that's haunted; it's your son. Insidious. That is yeah. correct. You guys need to fucking wake up. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cause on a rampage. Fucking coming for you. All right, this is uh, Letterbox reviews getting in on that train. <laughs> I love I love that train. <laughs> <laughs> Review number one: Ligma. Ligma. <laughs> Yeah, lick my balls. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's literally the clue. I just said, said, said that. I had to say it. For, for the review is Ligma. Okay. And cabin fever. Incorrect. All right. The fuck? Okay. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> this was an easy one, but Joe already answered, so he's got to wait for Steve. Don't let me drink alone. Oh, I know it. Number th- right. Steve, that's the wheel's turn. No, all right, number three. If I'm killed by Ma, do not prosecute her because she caught me slipping and that's on me. Mm. You, you can guess, Joe. He... Hotel. Oh, uh, no, it's, no, it's uh, Ma. Yeah, it's Ma. Oh, it's Ma. <laughs> yeah. And the reason it's Ligma, he wrote it as Ligma. Uh, so that would have given okay. him a <laughs> uh, I've only seen that once. I don't remember it very well. We reviewed it, I think. Don't let me drink uh, not, not on this podcast. 
We didn't? Okay. I think it was on the previous. I remember being previous? pretty solid, like a seven. Yeah, it was all right. All right. Uh, so this is also a review. My jaw unhinged when this suddenly cut to the crucifixion. More movies should do that. Crucifixion. Part two. Fire shoots out of the bald guy's dick at one point. So yeah, it's good. (laughs) Bald guy's dick? Fire? Crucifixion? Are you ready? Next one? Uh Yeah. Insane to the membrane. Best horror movie of the 90s. Insane. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Demon Knight. You're correct. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And the last one was Dick Miller and a bunch of titties. What's not to like? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I see that. Not insane. As a... Yeah, I know he shoots out. Yeah, he shoots out fire out of his crotch at one point. He's not, he's not naked or anything. But it's... it's been a minute. Yeah, it's Long a great movie. All right, I got um, three letterbox reviews and name the movie. <laughs> Nice. All right. Great movie for anyone who has ever wished suffering upon Logan Roy. What is Logan Roy? I don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> All right. Halloween staple that gets more enriching every time I watch it. Maybe my favorite part is how twisty the, chronolo- the chronology is for an anthology movie. And number three. There's a code there. Fuck your hot girl summer. I want wolf girl autumn. Oh, it's a trick or treat. It is. Yeah, that is correct. Oh, well, oh okay, nice. <laughs> I threw I threw the actor's name in there first because I know you you probably would know him. <laughs> Who is it? The uh, old the uh, I, I I assume it's the old guy. Huh. That right? like poisons candy or whatever. Yeah. Or razor blades or something like that. I think so. I'll look him up right now. He he was mentioned several times though in the uh, letterbox reviews I found. Actually, maybe that's his character name. Mm. I don't know. I can't find it now. Mm. Never mind. It's all right. right. (laughs) Final one. Four clue. Remember, don't jump off the gun on this one. (laughs) Friend of the Horror Squad. Oh. This is a movie. We don't need an actor name. But it's a clue. Friend of the Horror Squad. Man in the Mask. Horror Mazes. Nope. Horror mazes. That was the other choice. And huh. Halloween hot. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I got beef with Mr. Maffei over that movie. Oh, oh. My sister came over to, for the weekend and we were playing board games and they said we should put horror movies in the background. So I'm like, cool, here's Haunt. Well, I think it's a movie you might like. She's completely stopped fucking playing the board game. <laughs> nice. So she could watch Haunt because she's like, movie. I really love this. <laughs> great flick. Yeah. I lost my game night because <laughs> my sister wanted to watch Haunt instead. Yeah. Nice. It's funny, yeah, more people should. That's why I put it on because it's something that people don't talk about enough. And I it's feel good. that people should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. Figures are coming soon from Trick or Treat Studios. So keep an yeah. eye out. And also, I saw Cavity Colors has uh, some new Haunt merch coming out. So that's really cool, too. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's getting more popular the farther the further it gets away from it. Definitely, more people so are finding yeah. it around this time of the year. So yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is it on Shutter? What's it streaming on right now? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. It was on Shutter for a long time. If it's not <laughs> right, I think it's streaming on a bunch of stuff though. I think I saw Damien post about uh, everything he was streaming on. So okay, 
on uh, just in, for you Canadians, it's on Amazon Prime and Shutter and AMC Plus. And for you Americans, it's on nothing. Um, it's on nothing. No, you got to pay for it. <laughs> Itchy bastards. It's only one ninety nine though on Redbox. Does Redbox have a website, or you still have to go to like the uh, the little kiosks? I don't know. It's it's three ninety nine everywhere else though, so don't be a cheap fucking. You know, just show Damien some show Damien and the indie horror makers some support. Damien should get some Blu-rays and have them out of stable sign them. He had I Strangers totally once, which actually uh, he definitely sold quite a few of the Strangers Blu-rays. He didn't have any haunt ones though. I'll have to tell him to to Damien get together, step yeah. his game up. He had a bunch of masks though, and he didn't. He sold a bunch of the Devil masks and uh, a few of the Man of the Masks ones. And every time someone bought a man got a Man of the Mask one, he's like. This is like the shittiest mass trick or treat studios ever produced. Because uh, he He's told so the mean story. To <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true because they actually made it and they recalled them all because they came out so terrible. And then they made a new one, and it still isn't the best looking thing they ever did. So, yeah. All right, trivia's done. Uh, Joe and I tied at three, Steve at two, which brings us uh, for the quarter seven for myself, five, Joe, four, Steve. Overall, 60, myself, 53, Joe, 47, So, plenty of time. Now, I've been waiting to talk about this damn movie for like three days now. And it's Halloween Ends, directed by David Gordon Green. It's 111 minutes for people that are interested in that. Four years after the events of Halloween in 2018, Lori has decided to liberate herself from fear and rage and embrace life. But when a young man is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting... It ignites a cascade of violence and terror that will force Lori to finally confront the evil she can't control once and for all. <sighs> okay. Uh, Halloween ends. Yeah, before we talk about it, if you haven't seen it yet, please, Peacock or theaters, if you have access to watch it so you don't get spoiled. All right, this movie starts off with a young, high schoolish age uh, young man. He's a little bit nerdy. He goes to a house to babysit a young boy on Halloween night during, I believe, the events of 2018's Halloween, if I was watching that correctly. So uh, the family leaves and they have a bunch of rules, but the babysitter decides to break them. He instantly lets them watch a horror film, which is the thing, John Carpenter's, which is pretty nice, but not a film you want to watch a little kid that's impressionable. Halloween, uh, Michael Myers run around town. So this young man, who's a little bit nerdy, he gets scared because the kid plays a prank on him. He hides from him and then locks him up in the attic. The guy's so fucking terrified of being locked in the attic that he kicks the door down. It hits the boy. He tumbles down this fucking giant staircase and falls and breaks his neck and kills him. They spot the young gentleman up there. He's holding a knife and it looks like this guy fucking murdered their son. Flash forward a couple of years later and he's like the town pariah. He's walking around. People are like, you know, eyeballing him, things like that. He didn't go to college like he had planned. Meanwhile, we have Allison who... Um, Todd, you know, I know you haven't mentioned Michael yet. Michael who? Michael's in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Allison, she's doing her thing, man. Her entire family's dead, but she's good. Uh, Lori, she's doing her thing. Her entire family's dead. She's good too, which we'll get to later. They're just doing their thing. Um, meanwhile, Michael Myers, man, he went on this insane rampage of a two, like a whole night event, killing multiple people, the fucking entire fire department, multiple cops, multiple townspeople. He fucking went on a rampage. He killed, he went through cops on the street and murdered a girl in her house. And then he just disappeared and no one ever looks for him in the fucking storm drain down near the fucking freeway. So this boy, like he starts 
he has a hard time, man. He killed this kid. It wasn't necessarily his fault, but he has to live with that. Lori's now perfect and she's living her life. No one talks about Michael at all and Haddonfield residents are just doing their thing. And we'll leave it at that. Overall initial impressions didn't really feel like a Halloween movie to me. Didn't really feel like a Lori Strode or a Michael Myers. Everything felt kind of half-assed and like they didn't really want to make a Halloween movie with the plot that they chose. I thought Allison wasn't her same character. Lori definitely wasn't the same character they set up in the previous two films. Michael's non-existent. The score, it's there, but it doesn't save it. The gore, definitely a major step down for part two. Overall, a uh, disappointing to say the least, but I can't wait to open these notes up. Yeah, I I had issues with kills and the first movie in this entry but i was i still thought they were like fine you know fine enough movies like especially the first one i thought was like pretty solid the next one great kills but not a great story and you know here we are at the finale you know what is going to happen will laurie die you know will michael die what is going to happen we're gonna have this epic showdown and then we get this movie that takes a really interesting twist. Now, I will give some bits, I guess, of credit. Because, I mean, they tried to do something different. And I think in if this was the second movie in this trilogy, I probably would have liked it more. Or if they, you know, if it was this plot came in another Halloween movie, I, I, I think I, I would have been more down for it and I would have went, went with it. But this is the finale of a trilogy that was about Michael and Laurie and a lot about Laurie. Um, and they, I mean, they do, I guess they do put Laurie in here more um, compared to the second movie where she was completely wasted, but I just cannot go with the direction they decided to go with this movie, making this new character, Corey Cunningham, our main focus for, you know, 85 to 90% of the movie. Um, it was really bizarre. It was just such a bizarre choice. And it, <sighs> It was just a mistake in my eyes. Like, I know, you know, and people, it seems to be, most people agree. But man, I just, I'm still like really just annoyed I that that they decided to go this route. You know, I, the hot, we've been waiting so long for a Michael Laurie showdown. You know, and we obviously we get it in other Halloween movies, but I've been, we've been waiting since this first, since the first movie, this new trilogy for this epic showdown. And when we finally get to it in this movie, it just didn't feel important, like considering the rest of the movie. So, you know, I was essentially it's just utter disappointment for me. Like and when the movie ended, I I felt nothing. And that's not good. You know, like I just didn't I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel one way or the other. I just felt pure and utter disappointment. And I mean, we'll get into it deeper, but. Yeah, this was just a, a huge letdown for me. I agree. I mean, <laughs> this movie is such... They, they really just, like, you know, pulled the carpet from under us. Because... And you're right. Maybe if this was done at another time, you know, in another Halloween film that wasn't related to the trilogy or the first or, you know, the second one, but for the third one of this planned trilogy that we all knew was coming and expected it just it just didn't make sense it just like the whole marketing was around the final confrontation between Michael and Lori all the trailers were just Michael and Lori 
fighting, basically saying, this is it. This is the last time you're going to see these two characters on screen together. There's just no excuse to do something so fucking crazy. And it just felt like it didn't belong in this series at all. You know, uh, even though it had this a lot of the same characters, they didn't feel the same. Lori was not the same Lori that we saw in the previous two films, like at all. It made, you know, Michael didn't die at the end of Halloween uh, Kills. So she should be on edge as even more so than she was when he was locked into a hospital. Uh, there's so many issues like that. that like, we're going to list a ton of that, I'm sure, during our, like, actually breakdown of the film. But I think the marketing is where it really, it set expectations that they never, that they were just never going to match. And that's that's a weird thing to do. Can you imagine if fucking Lord of the Rings or avengers did this where their their last film like their epic battle third film was just basically okay we're gonna follow a totally different character and then at the end give you a half 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 battle and then end the series like that it it just makes no fucking sense at all and i if like you said joe that you felt nothing at the end i was pissed like i i feel (laughs) as someone who's invested so much time and you know energy into this franchise which i love i love the halloween franchise don't get me wrong to give us this to end the story uh of laurie strode and michael myers feels so just awful like i feel the same way i did when the new star wars trilogy didn't put the three characters together one last time you know it's something we're just never going to get again and they took took it away from us like it's just, ugh, I'm just mad. And I can't wait to talk about the specific reasons that I'm mad, but that's my feeling after watching it. Yeah. I, Do you think, I've seen some people compare, you know, like there's people who are like, well, this is, you know, like Halloween 3, like all over again, or Friday the 13th Part 5. You know, do you think, do you think that's a fair comparison? Do you think in time this will, fans will come around to this and be like, this was cool. Like, you know, do you think it maybe just needs time for people to digest it after what they were expecting? Uh, you know, maybe our expectations were, were too strong. No, go ahead, Todd. I mean, Todd's really got strong no, feelings no, about this. No, I can no, tell. No. <laughs> I was saying no to Sam. She walked by you nodding. Yes. No, no. Um, no, I, I hear that. I hear that argument, but I can't agree with it because this, you know, Fridays are not really a contained story. You know what I mean? They don't, they have loose bounds, whatever, but Hulk, this is his trilogy. You know what I mean? I think this movie, if it wasn't labeled Halloween three, it would be fine. You know, like it makes sense, like for them to go this direction, but not like you said, or someone said in a part three, like, why do we care about this kid introduce? He's not even part of the Allison's friend group from part one, you know, like we don't know who this fucking guy is who cares, but I want to, I personally don't think to answer your question. I personally don't think it's going to grow on anybody because it's, you know, the 40 years in the making showdown between one of the best final girls of all time, one of the best killers of all time, and it's done in five minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like, eh. But uh, my um, my first gripe is Steve touched on it. So for 40 years after four or five people were killed, Lori's a fucking nightmare, right? She's survivor's guilt, PTSD, whatever you want to call. Everything's wrong. You know what I mean? Rightfully so. She's got these traps. She's got this house. She's a hermit. She doesn't talk to anybody. She destroys relationships with everybody. And then four years pass and the boogeyman is on the loose. He just killed your daughter, just killed your your son-in-law, 
just killed your friends that you grew up with, Tommy Doyle, who you took care of with, but that's okay. And now life is perfect and your sunny disposition and you're hanging out with the ex-cop and you guys are going to fuck probably. You know what I mean? Where, where was the character transition? It, what, having a time jump was a complete fucking mistake. It should have been one night, not four years. Didn't matter. I don't, I did not buy her transition from 40 years of nothing when he's behind prison, the safest place you can be, you know? or secure place you can be. And then he's out and about. He killed a fuck ton of people, including a lot of your family members and damaged your granddaughter, but you're okay now. It just, that did not make any sense to me at all. Yeah, I mean, I understand what they were going for, you know, cause at some point you have to get over trauma, you know, and that was basically the whole thing with this movie, obviously her writing her memoirs at the end and, you know, saying that, you know, I think he said evil never goes away. It just takes a different shape or something like that. You know, so, I mean, I understand it, but I agree. I, I don't think it was the right decision. I think the time jump was the biggest mistake this movie could have made. I think we needed to see that grief of her losing her daughter. Like, you know, and that, and like you said, keep it on the same day, night, right? Like you had a, a, a direct continuation from part two. They should have just did a direct continuation onto part three. Michael is still on a fucking absolute rampage. He just killed the daughter. You could have follow him again, have him killing more people. Lori, you know, looking for Michael. They finally get their showdown. There's buildup. There was no fucking buildup in this movie to that showdown. I did not give a shit once they finally got to that showdown because I was like, okay, it's finally happening. But like, my heart, you know, my there was no ramp up. Instead, we're focused on Corey Cunningham for the entire movie, a character we've never met before, a character no one gives a shit about. And instead, they, you know, we get a love story with this Corey Cunningham character. I mean, I do think it was an, I mean, I'll give it a little bit of credit. I mean, I do think it was interesting, kind of, I guess, like saying that you can carry the evil on to another character. So it doesn't always have to be that Michael Myers character, I guess, like the evil. Of course, like she said, evil takes different shapes and whatnot. And I think that's interesting. Had this been not the last movie in the trilogy, you know? And the, I mean, and that's so like the good, there were good ideas there, but it was just the wrong movie to to try to intro, introduce this when you're trying to wrap it up. Instead, you're wanting to introduce new stuff. And then, I mean, we'll get into more, but like, then you, you, you carry this movie on for 90% and then you decide to kill this character, like they should maybe like let Corey Cunningham live. And then maybe you could have made a new movie like in a couple of years with him or something like that. But instead you kill him. So it's like, okay, that was all really for nothing. And it didn't fucking mean anything. Yeah. So th those are my thoughts. <laughs> there, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> there oh, is. Boy. There's a ton. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just got to talk about a couple of those things. Yep. Um, I, first I agree that the time jump was ridiculous and forget Lori, which is bad enough. What was Michael doing for fucking four years in its sewer? Just standing? Like, just fucking chilling down there? Was he a Ninja Turtle? Did he build a lair? <laughs> like, what the fuck was he doing down there? It makes no was the bum feeding sense. him? Was the bum feeding him, you think? Someone yeah, I think the homeless guy was feeding him, yeah. But that's just, it's so weird. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> Why did he stop killing? Why is he not on a rampage? Why is he right. just down there? Why didn't he come back the next Halloween? There's... A thousand questions. Why is Why he after Lori? Why didn't he go back to the house? There's like, Everyone, there's no... a it was a pandemic, Steve. He was social distancing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. it just, I mean, he was wearing a mask, so he's he's good. <laughs> but uh, it just it was so weird to not have him involved for the majority of this movie, and just 
like yeah like you said we're waiting for this big fight and by the time it's there we're like okay it's just whatever just get it over with i want this movie to be over already and it just it sucked uh and you're right introducing a new character they should have built kind of the building blocks for this before it should have been someone that we've seen from the beginning uh you know just someone who you you see his you know maybe he's super popular in the first one and then he does you know the accident in part two and then part three pick up with him later where you know people hate him and stuff like that i get the idea of what they were doing that evil can you know kind of pass itself on and a bunch of other things i'll talk about later i just don't think it was fleshed out well it, it just didn't resonate with me at all because you know what he did was an accident i mean he got in he got got off really quick the whole town thing there's a lot of things <laughs> we still have to cover but that's i just want to answer the stuff about Lori and michael that i hated yeah it's weird that we're all on the same page usually there's some <laughs> dissent but uh, i think this would have been a better character if it was her boyfriend from part one because he's already a dick and uh, or man, someone, you know, they already eliminated Lori being brother and sister with him, which I think that was a mistake originally, because that still would have been a good point of like why he's so fucking infatuated and why she's infatuated with him. But like make the make him a boyfriend or make him related to Michael Myers somehow. And he's a town pride because he's a fucking Myers, you know, something like that. But I absolutely love the concept of, like you guys mentioned, evil, the shape. It's, it doesn't have to be Michael, it could be anybody. I love that. But yeah, part, bringing it bringing it starting and ending in part three is so stupid i mean yeah there's no change in it now but you got to start that off sooner it's it's ridiculous what about uh the why did Corey and allison like instantly fucking love each other that, that's an, that's another issue i had too it, it felt so out of place and aggressive she just sees him walk into uh you know the hospital or a clinic or wherever she works at she looks at him she's like yeah he'll, he will be mine oh yes <laughs> he will be mine, mine. and she she's goes after she goes after him so fucking aggressively uh, through this thing like it's it's just so quick and so awkward i don't know it just didn't work it, it felt too forced to me it didn't feel organic it, it's it's like okay we need to introduce this character he's got to be involved somehow so they're gonna fall in love in like four minutes and it yeah I didn't like that at all. Eve could have had him just been a Michael Myers fanboy, you know? Like, he's... They could have fixed the whole fucking problem in one fucking way, making him a fanboy, because he's the town prior, right? Make that introduce a lot a lot earlier, and then he's the one that fucking found Myers and took care of him. He fixed, you know what I mean? And then, like, Michael gives his essence or whatever to him, and he's like, now I fucking hate the Strokes, too. But it's like simple fixes i think that were overlooked for whatever reason i don't i really don't get it right i'll tell you another thing i i had a big issue with here is that this is supposed to be a continuation from the first movie the 1978 original michael myers is supposed to be the epitome of like pure evil you know the the you know the devil you know the the black is he has no eyes he is just blackness he, he's supposed to be a supernatural being I thought. I mean, he gets shot six times in that first movie, falls off a balcony, gets on, up, and hold just on, Joe. Keeps on I moving. shot him six times. <laughs> there you go. Six times. Um, but in this movie, we're led to believe he is just a man, and I, I do not like that. Yeah, which is you know, also whatsoever. against what they showed in Kills, because at the end right. of Kills, they shoot him in the head, 
and he gets up and starts killing again because that remember we talked about how it was weird that all of a sudden he has powers and they completely fucked didn't address that in this movie again it's it's so mm-hmm. it's it, it didn't belong in this fucking trilogy it's weird yeah we, we there's so much like little shoestrings sprinkled in there from from kills to like him staring in his old window was supposed to be something and it wasn't right like mm-hmm. it's like they had so many ideas and well like, and what where where did all those characters part two go they all just like completely like i know some of them died but like kyle richards, come, kyle richards character is like a complete throwaway she was such a a pretty important character in that second movie and here she's i mean she's reading tarot cards for a second and then we never see her again and that's it like she's, she's a barmaid just, too she's, yeah, she's just like a bartender <laughs> that's all yeah. she they just completely cut her character and like so it makes me think like that second movie was just like a complete fan service like and then they're like all right well let's try to do something different in this third movie but like it just it just felt like it just didn't mesh like at all together and then like <laughs> then you fucking they of course they had to bring in the fucking cop with the cowboy hat who's in the kills for two seconds and then they bring him back in this movie for another two seconds it's like you bring you introduce all these characters and then oh forget it we're like you know let's focus on a completely new character for 95 percent of this movie and it's just like why like what are we doing here like and it's completely on david gordon green i think the guy's a fucking hack i'm not gonna lie like after watching this trilogy like i don't think he's the right guy to do he i think he was him and Danny mcbride were the complete wrong choice to do this trilogy now they're going off to fuck up well david gordon green is going up to is going to fuck uh, uh, up the exorcist now and i know for a hundred percent fact he is going to fuck up the exorcist it's probably going to be terrible i hope i ate my words but the exorcist is i mean exorcist and halloween two of my favorite franchises and I have no faith in this guy at all to um, put a good exit movie out there after watching this. And you guys said it was shot already? Yeah. I believe so. The first one is because Ellen Bernstein said she already did her stuff a long time ago. So it's too bad. Another issue with if we're talking about the the guy with the cowboy hat, which I, I was hoping was leading to something because we see him in all the movies, but he has such a small role in all the movies that I thought it was leading to some big thing in the third one but obviously not uh so at the end when they're carrying his body around you know they're parading him down the street and all all of the villagers like follow the car like it's the fucking simpsons and just like every single villager comes out of their house to watch this event no fucking way i get what they were trying to show that the town was fed up of his shit and you know obviously f kills which was also super unrealistic in kills where they're all like evil dice tonight and the whole town is just pitchforks and they murdered uh, I- a fucking mental patient dude yeah, exactly. they yeah. drove him to suicide in part two and like everyone's cool with that it's not even mentioned it's like part two never happened in this town and that would be the that would have been national that'd be worldwide fucking news you know how many people would have filmed michael myers murdering your everybody in that street everyone gets their phone out and it's just like everyone's cool and Michael Myers is still in loose. And the old cop is like, I'm learning about Japanese and cherry blossoms. I'm like, hey, motherfucker, how about you get back on the horse and fight the fucking Michael Myers? He didn't do your job. He didn't go anywhere. He's 75 years old. He didn't run off. I don't know, man. Yes. Yeah, I thought he was going to play a bigger role in this, too. Like, he uh, once, like he, like like I said, every character they in, they introduce in this universe just gets completely thrown away in this movie. And just Lord. be focused on Cordy, Corey Cunningham. I mean, Lori, like, at least, like, was in there, here and there. 
But yeah, man, that final showdown was just so disappointing, man. Like there were, you know, there were some like cool moments, I, I guess, but like it was just the lack of fucking build up. This movie was supposed to be build up to that final showdown, and they fucking don't do it. Like there's just no drama in this movie, like at all. Like the Corey stuff definitely has drama. I, you know, like and I actually liked the Corey storyline. Like I thought it was interesting enough, but just not in this movie. Like just not in this finale. Like it just it was not. It was just so out of place here. Cause I, 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 I will say one positive. I fucking loved the intro to this movie. When that fucking kid's body fucking hits the 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 ground, it was fucking disturbing. Like that, they really went there. And I was like, holy, and my jaw fucking actually opened. Like I, I, my jaw dropped there. I was like, holy fuck. Like that was, that was brutal. Like, even though it wasn't anything to do with Michael Myers or anything, it was a great intro um, to this movie. So I'll give him, I'll give him some props for sure. But yeah, like it, it, this is supposed to be about Michael and Lori and this, it was just a disservice to both characters, honestly, like in this supposed to be ending this, you know, this chapter in in their characters you know 40 years later and for them to just completely almost ignore both characters for long long periods of this movie it just wasn't right it just really wasn't right and that and that's why i said like when this movie ended like i just i just like you know i just felt empty inside you know (laughs) because i was just like wow that's like how we're ending it and just the the fucking procession was so corny it was so fucking corny that uh, like the the my I think I started like going shrinking into my seat because like I was like dying inside with how fucking cringe that moment was and then just like to talk like it, it go it goes to the whole he's human he's not human like not if we're following that first movie like there's supposed to be some bit of supernatural to him throw I mean throw him in the meat grinder alive <laughs> you know what I mean sure and then you're like okay yeah I mean he's probably not coming even if he's supernatural he's it's gonna take a while for him to come back from that so yeah I don't know I mean it was just yeah, I mean, just a lot of just mistakes here. And at the end of the day, though, like, I, I still don't think it was a terrible movie. Like, I, like, I, it was just, just disappointing, you know, because it's like, is it worse than Halloween Resurrection? Like, is it worse than Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? I, I, I don't, I can't say that, like, because those movies were fucking terrible. And this movie, like, had you know, moments that were good and it had like an interesting storyline with the Corey Cunningham shit. It was just the wrong movie to, to do it. Let me, let me go to bat for Halloween two here. All right. <laughs> At least it finished its story. One and two. At least they're cohesive. It, Lori was back and she was emotionally damaged. Unlike, it, I, okay, I hate to defend it, but Halloween two was a better end to that first movie from rob zombie than ends was for this trilogy in my humble opinion i because it, it fucking stuck with the theme and it stayed with it i have a question though did michael myers ejaculate when he killed that first person i'm serious 100 i'm making a joke when he killed that person in the sewer because he's when Corey gives him to him he stabs him and he fucking starts shaking i'm like he's fucking coming like that's he's getting his powers back i'm serious it's not a joke so I didn't take that as ejaculating. I just I it took it. I just took it. He hasn't killed anyone in four years, and this plays he on has to though. the whole. He has he's though. not because remember the bums like he takes some people down there. How'd you get out? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I don't know. I didn't definitely didn't take it as ejaculation. Um, I took it as he was getting his power back because he's weak. He hasn't killed in a while, but that plays on to him being supernatural. Like it does not play on to a normal man. 
So, I mean, maybe he was, maybe he is just a normal man and he gets off from doing that, but I don't, I don't know. I took it as he's, he's getting his powers back. He's, he's getting stronger again. You know, and Corey punked him like two scenes later, he stole his mask and he did. Mike, it was sad. Mike didn't even fucking put up a fight. He's, yeah. It was like an old man getting. Abused. It was. Yeah, exactly. Which was like weird. Cause like, well, obviously, I mean, that plays into their rhetoric that he's just a 70 plus year old man. That's weak, but did you watch fucking Halloween Kills? That ain't no fucking 70-year-old normal man going on a fucking killing rampage the way he taught was tossing people around. So they they need to make up their fucking mind what's going on here. And they didn't. And honestly, the more now I didn't really think about that until just now. And that pisses me off even more. <laughs> now, uh, I know you love you all know, you liked the Corey storyline. I, I didn't. And I think there's a few reasons for that. On top of just fucking it, but not didn't belong in that movie. But outside of that, just looking at it like for the film that it is, number one, he's like, I didn't really get the feeling the whole town hated him. It was really just those stupid bullies that were so the fucking band geeks, the band geeks, like the mullets, like that's who you choose to showcase how the town hates you, or basically these punk kids that are bullying him. That that didn't really do it for me and why wasn't this leading into him taking the mask and becoming you know not michael myers because michael myers is the person but the shape or the boogeyman because if you go back so i rewatched the trilogy uh, like before you know so all in one shot and the first scene of the first the 2018 movie is all about the power of the mask you know the reporter takes the mask out of the bag holds it up to Michael Myers and the entire facility goes, starts going apeshit as if the mask is the source of Michael Myers's power. Why wasn't that brought back? And when Corey puts on the mask, that's when he becomes full boogeyman, full shape. And then he starts going on a killing rampage. If they had done just that, my, my score would have went up double just that. And that's the only reason I could see them introducing this character was to show that the mask not the man and that's why he survived it so michael myers is a man but without the mask he is powerless and it should have been about the fucking mask but nope they went through this whole bullshit he basically just threw the mask away so michael could grab it back so he could have his final fight with Lori. damn it Gordon Green. it's an excellent that's an excellent point steven i love that I actually would love that i think that's a great great idea but they did they did not do that so maybe steve should be writing these movies because i love that idea uh that was no that i would have loved that steve i agree with you i think that would have completely changed i think all of our scores maybe out maybe not todd as much but uh, would it have changed your mood at all todd into this movie Yeah. well that's one of my gripes too is that they didn't commit to anything like, right it seemed like you know i thought that allison was going to be the next evil didn't play right out, that, thought, that was like a super popular theory on yeah mm-hmm. um laurie that's hinted at the end of this one with her keeping the mask mm-hmm. but yeah they didn't even commit to this like cool let's fucking commit to it i can i can get behind that if you commit to it and no he's literally killed off and then michael gets his five minute fight and then it's done it's like we arrest the kid have him in the back of a police cruiser fucking because one oh i'll i'll give him uh, give a prop one of my favorite shots in this movie was when laurie looks out the window and Corey's standing like michael myers i'm like oh shit like this is okay but they just abandoned it and they didn't have the balls to like stick with anything uh, it's it's a shame 
Yeah, and if they had just to come back, I only thought of it. Like I didn't put this in my review. I thought of this while we were talking. If they had made it about the mask, it also would have tied in to this, this being Halloween three, right? Because they used the Halloween three uh, like logo. You know, they had like kind of Halloween three Easter eggs throughout. If it was about a mask, that ties into Halloween three, which is all about masks. So there's so many things they could have brought back together, but it's just like you said, they didn't commit to fucking anything. You know, having watched 2018 kills and ends back to back to back, I really saw that, okay, there's great, you know, segments that are starting to build up and then they just fucking abandon them and go to something else and abandon it again. And that's that's where I think my frustration with this movie really lies is that it didn't fit with the rest of the trilogy at all. And it's such a fucking bummer. Um, you guys want to, you have any more points or should we take a, a little bit of a yeah. breather and go through the questions? Because we do have quite a bit of Halloween questions. Let's see yeah, questions, huh? let's do yeah. it. So you can ask us questions on social media at the Horror Squad podcast or on our Discord, which you can join for free. And uh, all you have to do is ask us for a link. We'll send it to you. And we do a hangout at the end of each month. And this month we are doing Hellfest. So that'll be super fun. And I'm sure we'll talk about Halloween because it will be the weekend of Halloween and this movie is on a lot of people's minds, so I look forward to discussing it. So the first uh, question is an audio question. It comes to us from Chuck. So Chuck, what is your question? What's up, Horror Squad? Chuck here. Uh, first off, I hope you all have a lot of fun this weekend. I'm, I'm sad I couldn't be there, but knee stuff and travel and kid and all that stuff, it just wasn't working out, but that's okay because you're all going to have a blast. And uh, again, I'm, I'm sad I can't be there, but in honor of the weekend, we're going to do something a little different because this is different that y'all having a full-on meetup. Uh, so question isn't really a question. It's more so of a, a new game that we're going to play. It's called Fantasy Draft, and we're going to play it with the Halloween movies. Now, one rule, Halloween uh, 3, Season of the Witch, is out because Tom Atkins is just too powerful, and you automatically win if you get that. So we, we're not going to put that in there. Instead, what we're going to do is whoever had the least amount of points in trivia tonight gets to pick first. Whoever had the most amount of points gets to pick last. And then the person who picks last gets to pick the first round the next time. And then it just goes up and down. So if you pick first, then you pick last in the second round. If you pick last in the first round, you pick first in the second round. Middle person, I'm sorry, you're stuck in the middle. But fantasy draft out of all of the Halloween movies. So that includes Halloween 1, 2, 4, 5, Curse, H2O, Resurrection, Rob Zombies 1 and 2, 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. That's it. I just want to hear, hear y'all's draft and fight about it. Okay, love you, bye. Well, you pick first, Steve. You got two, and then Joe and I will just fight for the fight to the death all right so uh i i have them all on my screen here uh, so thank you chuck for the question so we'll do that mine i mean it has to be fucking halloween you know the original it's not even close so yeah you cheater <laughs> who wants to uh, go second i guess i gotta take halloween two then original halloween two okay Oof. okay well there are the two best movies gone i will take i'll take halloween h2o Oh, nice. And that's the best trilogy of this universe, right? One, two, yeah, two. For sure. um, All right, yeah. so, now, so now I go, right? You go. You yeah. snake draft. Okay. After that, I'm going to take 
probably a controversial decision choice, but I'm going to take Rob Zombie's Halloween. I was going to take that one. <laughs> I'll take 2018, son. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, unfortunately, didn't lead up to anything. But... Yeah, I know. All right. So whew, that does not leave me with great movies. I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with Halloween 4. I mean, we can already stop this already because you're going to win. Yeah. Like, none of these are going to beat the original. That's like <laughs> top 10 in all time and I, for a lot of people. After right. that, I'll, I'll go Halloween 5. Ugh, Halloween 5 sucks. <laughs> it does. I'll take, uh, I'll take uh, I'll take Halloween Kills because a lot of people love the kills in that one, which rightfully so. They're pretty dope. So I'll take kills. Yeah. Ooh. All right. What am I left with here? I'm left with you got four Six, curse. Curse, curse, resurrection, H two, and Halloween ends, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oof. Uh, <laughs> I am going to you know, let's give some love to Paul Rudd. I'll go part six, Curse of Michael. That's Meyer. the best one left out of that. Yeah. Okay. And then um, that's still uh, Joe still joe oh and then on the on the way back oh man this is about the bottom of the barrel here my three worst on my uh halloween movies by ranking you know at least bus at least halloween resurrection had buster rhymes oh come uh, on beating out michael myers no i'm just kidding uh that 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 may be the worst one just because of the way they did laurie so dirty in that one you know i'm gonna uh, oh man i'll go i'll go (laughs) zombies age two i think Damn it, well, that one too. So it's Resurrection or Ends? Yep. <laughs> I fucking hate Buster Rhymes. I'll take Ends. Okay, so I'm stuck with that. Uh, I'm stuck with fucking Resurrection. All right, Ooh, so terrible. here are our lineups. So let us know in, uh, in the Discord or if you want to hit us up on social media, who has the best lineup? So I have Halloween, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, and Resurrections. Joe has Halloween H2O. Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2 and Halloween 6. And Todd has <laughs> Halloween 2, 2018, <laughs> Kills and Ends. You have the whole fucking trilogy, Todd. He does. <laughs> with H2. That with Halloween 2. <laughs> so let it, let us know which one you think has the best lineup. I'm curious. So we'll have uh we'll give you the answers next week. That was kind of, that was fun. Thanks, Chuck, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so going on to the rest of the questions here, I'm just gonna pull them up. Resurrection's so bad, man. It it really is. Like that's why. Like, uh, I mean, we this doesn't need to be on the show, but like that is why. After I rated uh, Halloween Ends, I was like, "Wow, I have Resurrection rated higher by a half star." And I was like, "I, I was like, that ain't right." Like, I just like it is so. Re- Resurrection is so terrible. So mm-hmm. like, I, I. Yeah, so I, I think I have to raise my score like just by a half star. I think on my Halloween ends one, just so it isn't in the same realm. <laughs> All right. So the first question is from King Breezy. If you each could have scripted your perfect ending uh, with this tr- new trilogy, how would it have gone? Yeah, I mean, I I liked our idea of just doing it all in one night, like like Todd had said earlier, without the time jump. I think to if it was me, I would have kept Michael and Laurie related. I think that was also a huge mistake made by the filmmakers. I think the fact that they're not related, it's like, why is Michael still coming for her? I feel like having that, you know, brother sister relationship really, you know, it lands better in my opinion. So I would have kept them related. I would have kept it in one continuous night. And I mean, I I think it would have just, it would have been fine if you just continued on from part from Halloween kills Michael keep it on his rampage. 
and Lori going after him with a final showdown in the end. I think that would have been fine. 100% agree. 100% agree. One night only. Um, if you need to make a time jump from part two to three, just because Lori, you know, she was cut open, so she needed a little bit of time to heal. Give her a little bit of time. I'm talking weeks, not years. Yeah, keep it brother and sister because it makes sense for Lori to be so obsessed, for Michael to be obsessed about her. Or uh, I think I talked about it in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre early film this year is that it makes it, it, it made sense that Leatherface ignored Sally because to him, to, to him, she was nothing. You know what I mean? So even have like Lori obsess over Michael for 40 years and when he gets out, he doesn't give a fuck who she is. Like that would have been a cool moment too. But yeah, otherwise keep it just one night, man. Cut out the Corey stuff and make your own slasher movie that has nothing to do with Michael Myers with the Corey subplot thing. So I I agree with you guys, but I'm going to add just a little bit of like what I was talking about. So keep everything you guys said one night, have Lori like going after Michael Hart. And the whole movie is about her, you know, trying to kill Michael. And then you could have, you know, a new character, maybe an old character kind of be in there, you know, like a new friend for Allison or someone that's consoling her with all the shit that she went through in the fucking last movie. And then at the end of the film, she finally, you know, she rips off the mask, Michael Myers kills michael myers and thinks it's over and then she gets stabbed in the back and it's someone with the halloween with the michael myers mask on and you realize that the whole time it was never michael it was the mask so you it just gives credence to the whole series that it was never really about the man it was always about the mask so that's and that's that's what would tie into the first one when he's holding it up and shit and do that kind of stuff so that's what i would do i would make it about the mask not about the man and that's how you can keep the series going in the four you know forward without michael myers so that's my that's my thought but curious what other people think i love you guys to would have been better than this trilogy (laughs) (laughs) yep uh next question is from the frightmare collective do you think if they had developed Corey over all three movies we could have had a new shape just a a theory i heard and was curious on your thoughts so i think we pretty much yeah Yeah, all agree yeah Yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i think that's the way it should have been if they're going to do that story yeah. have me the boyfriend yeah but he died in the second one right so well i know but don't have him die have him be yeah. related I, I, it would have been cool to have him or maybe not even him but someone related to myers the myers bloodline and he takes over the mantle i think that would be cool mm-hmm. all right so next question i'm not sure who this is from because i got a screenshot from joe so sorry i don't know who it's from but uh Hey, fellas, just watched Halloween Ends about an hour ago and look forward to hearing your thoughts. As for a question, do you think they are trying to set up a new franchise by saying anyone could be Mike Myers? This might be from um, Horror Fan Ryan, actually, now that I think of it. So do you think they're setting up a new franchise? Is that what this whole thing was about? I mean, if they were, they wouldn't have killed Corey, yeah. So I'm going to say no, like, because otherwise they would have kept him alive. So yeah, the only reason, the only way core being alive would work if we didn't have those final scenes of Lori having closure otherwise why would she you know what i mean so he's definitely dead unless Lori takes over but she's not coming back this is over like there you're not going to see anything a new filmmakers will take this over or blumhouse will bring new people in and they'll just completely reboot it i don't see two years who knows you know maybe maybe longer i don't know i mean they killed it in the box office they made 60 million dollars in the box office and not including the whatever they made on peacock so they know this franchise is a money maker and who is it uh the, the akad 
there he like or he made them sign a thing saying like we're making more halloween movies like halloween will never die obviously because it just it, it's making his family richer by the fucking you know movie so it, it's coming when will it come who knows but you know evil will never die <laughs> yeah for sure i, I agree tommy doyle would have been a better better fucking <laughs> seriously yeah like i don't know man i, I honestly <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, Halloween Kills had the had the good kills, but this had a better had better like a script because like the fucking dialogue in Halloween Kills was fucking atrocious. Oh, fucking bad. But it had those kills, like you said. It did. It had the kills, yeah. so that's why it's the better movie. But based on that, but like if I'm like going by scripts, I mean this is the better movie based Dude, on that. <laughs> just going off all three, man. Part one is is really good. It's the strongest it's really, for it's sure. Really good. Like by a it's lot. Like top. Yeah top four i think in the series for me is mm-hmm. 2018s and then they just if the, had they just gotten rid of that whole stupid dr loomis clone angle where he puts on the mask like i think yeah, that God. it would have been that it would have been like one of my favorites in the franchise no doubt yeah absolutely um so he finishes by saying this movie is such a mess i'm not sure what they were even trying to do anyways feel free to call me an idiot if i miss what they were trying on here so no definitely not an idiot i think it's a lot of us feel the same way so thank you for that next one is from super retro throwback reviews where would you stack the confrontation between laurie and michael and ends to their other confrontations in the previous films including the ones that blumhouse doesn't recognize but are part of the franchise definitely good question definitely one of the weaker ones but it's better than resurrections um <laughs> no doubt about that <laughs> i mean resurrection is definitely the worst i mean yeah i mean i'd say it's like kind of Definitely more in the bottom tier, but not not the worst. I still think the best is probably H2O's. That's my favorite oh, confrontation they, they've ever had. And H2O's, H2O's the perfect ending to the Michael Laurie saga. And Fucking I'll still... Perfect. Yeah, the perfect ending to the Michael Laurie saga. And Come on, guys. It was a paramedic. For, Everyone knows For me, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I just pretend resurrection didn't exist. And I just, that's how I would love, I'd like to think the Halloween saga ends for Michael and Laurie and kill resurrection and this Halloween ends bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next question is from wasted youth, 1986. What did you guys think about Laurie being fine, but not knowing where Michael is? She spent 40 years being paranoid as fuck, but when he was locked up and booby trapping her house, but now she doesn't know where he's at and she's baking pies and shit. The fuck she seemed like a weird character switch to me. Yeah, we definitely talked a lot about yeah. this. It's it's, <laughs> oh, it, it's so just, out of character. Completely, it, it made no sense to this story that they were saying. So, I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me at all. All right. So, next question here is from Cody. Odd job versus 007. With Heather Langenkamp wanting to return to Nightmare, do you think that the franchise could make a return in a similar fashion as this franchise? A, a thousand percent. Yes, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens soon. England's getting old, but I feel like he has at least one more movie in him. Lane Camp's not as good of an actress as Jamie Lee Curtis, that's for sure. But I think they know the money's there. Hopefully it it's better than what we got in this Halloween trilogy, I guess. But I mean, I'm concerned because I feel like it would probably go to Blumhouse and the way Blumhouse handled this, I, I just don't know how, if it, how it would handle an Elm Street franchise, but I would love to see it. I still would love to see it regardless. So I, I hope it happens. I would love to see England in that makeup one more time. 
Yeah, you'd have to retcon a lot of stuff, including everyone's favorite part three, because she died in that one, right? So she did. You'd well, to, you'd have to, do, you know, you just do what they did with Halloween. You just only the first movie existed, and you you I go guess. from there. She's been uh, fucking taking hypnosil for forty five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, bad or not, keep bringing it. You know what I mean? It just sucks that this one happened to be bad. Whatever, because like otherwise, like I'm a firm believer. Like otherwise, people like say let these franchises die, but like why? You know what I mean? Like I, let them go on. You're always gonna have those fantastic original movies. It's not gonna put a stain on anything. It's like, you know, the these new these slashers are our new universal monsters. They're the ones we grew up with. They're a comfort blanket in a lot of ways, and I and I would hate to see them just completely go away and die. You know, so I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, I said, 2018 is like a good movie. You know, I, I enjoy 20, uh, Halloween 2018. So, you know, just having that is is good. So I definitely want to see another nightmare, especially that Robert England. Like time's running out. Yeah, he's not he's not a young spring chicken anymore. So let's get it done, and hopefully it's going to be something good that can kind of hopefully that they like go in knowing that this is his last one and really like kind of pass the torch to someone else, but. We'll see. Um, he goes on to say, do you think they could do a better job than they did with Halloween, especially with a different creative team? Almost can't do worse, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so, definitely. I think there's uh, some great filmmakers out there that probably have better ideas than this. So, you know, I mean, they made an effort, like we said. I mean, the, like we said, the first movie was pretty solid. And then they just, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it's a shame. <laughs> Uh, and his last question: Should we just leave the past alone and and continue to reboot? I don't like like you said, Joe. I, I agree with you. I think there's a place for reboots and reimaginings and future sequels and stuff like that. There's a ton of original content if you want. God, I, I watched so many original films from 2022 that are fantastic, by the way. And it doesn't take away that once in a while I like to watch Scream and. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, Halloween. Now, you know, those particular ones weren't great this year, but uh, Hellraiser was pretty good. You know, there's there's always going to be a filmmaker who's going to have a fresh idea, and once in a while, they're going to hit, and they're going to be awesome. And I'm going to keep watching them, even if they suck. Like, even if I hate fucking Halloween ends, if you put out another Halloween next year, I will be right back at watching it because I love the franchise, and that's just the way it is. So I think keep doing them, different people, different visions different movies so yeah yeah well we got we got friday the 13th it's already been confirmed it's it's coming so we finally get to see jason back here soon it's about time too jeez mm -hmm. definitely next question is from weezer face it's meetup week what are you guys looking forward to the most this weekend seeing todd and steve 100 i'm excited i'm very excited i haven't i've seen todd re i've seen steve recently we did halloween horror nights but i haven't seen todd in forever oh. texas frightmare weekend which was we like brief, briefly hung out too it wasn't even like a big thing yeah super brief so yeah uh, it was early yeah, in our relationship too it was very early what, what, was it pre-podcast or post oh post pre but no we weren't we weren't we were like maybe, maybe doing it for a few months or something like that we i want to like say if that no i don't think we've done yeah. it no, Maybe we hadn't not. done it yet because I was still in Cal living in okay. California at the time. We didn't start that time okay. in Kentucky. All right, yeah. Um, so it was pre hanging out. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. Hanging out. I wanted to see Salem too. It's gonna be a little crowded, mm -hmm. so probably gonna <laughs> yeah. enjoy it as much as I would would like to, but definitely go back when it's not crowded. But yeah, hanging out with everybody is gonna be super cool. 
yeah. Uh, and I agree. I mean, hanging out with you know the whole squad is going to be such a unique event. I mean, we're repeating it in Texas in May, but it's going to be cool mm-hmm. for the first time to kind of all get together and do the first event that we could all do together and stuff like that. But if you're going just the stuff we're doing with Omri, like just the event stuff, which of the parts of that are you looking forward to the most? I think the Q&A, like following the screen, obviously, because we're going to be hosting that. So like, and the fact that we, it's a sold out theater, I think is going to be really fucking cool to like be up there and like kind of presenting this Q&A. So I think that's going to be awesome. So we, we definitely have to snap up, try to get a picture snapped while we're up there with the whole crowd in the background stuff. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The movie, the movie, whole movie thing is going to be awesome. So watching it with him. Yeah. Sold out show with a good crowd. That's going to be, that's going to be pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the signing as well, because like Joe just got to do it, you know, twice now with Damien, just to see people like interacting with the celebrity. Now I've been so often on the other side, you know, just being, the fan going to the table, getting my autographs. I always wonder what it was like on the other side, right? From like getting Omri's comments after and just talking to him and hanging out with him. And I think that's going to be super interesting. And just seeing everyone like, you know, people from the Discord, that's so cool. Or people from that listen to our show, uh, meeting them in person for the first time. I was saying Weezerface, who asked this question, is going to be one of them. Uh, it's going to be so awesome just to see people and, you know, thank them. Honestly, that's for just listening. It's, it's amazing. So looking forward to all. Yeah, of it. it's it's kind of surreal to be honest. Like I don't consider us like famous by any means. You know what I mean by any means. But it's it's very weird to be like there in a professional capacity. You know what I mean? That's super strange to me. Like it, it's I don't know. It's very very fucking weird. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I I totally agree with that. It is weird to, <laughs> to go strange. there and being like on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah. Even if we're just like facilitating Omri, but still, right. it's yeah, like, we're basically like three handlers. Just, yeah, <laughs> but hey, I'll get the water, Joe. You get the branch right. for his fucking wings, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh no, it's gonna be awesome. I, I really look forward to the weekend, and I can't wait for everyone to hear about our weekend on next week's episode. And this will probably be I'm the first. I'm gonna record time. it. I'm bringing my camera shit. I'm recording as much as possible. Nice. I um, I was thinking that this is probably the episode that a lot of people are gonna listen to for the first time because whoever sees our table they might like check out our podcast and we just shit on halloween for like an hour so <laughs> we're not always like this we like the movie sometimes <laughs> just this particular one that we didn't uh, didn't love uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh next question is from lil three courtney that's shaylin after the many timelines we have seen in the halloween franchise which do you think best represents how Lori would have turned out if none of them describe how you think she would have turned out go ahead joe h2o say it yeah, hundred percent. I already said it, but H two O. Yeah, I think that's the the best storyline, and it's a continuation of the first one. And it just makes sense that she would fall into hard times, going to alcoholism after all the bullshit she went through and stuff, and then to be able to kind of write her life, become a headmaster at a high, at a school and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, to me, that's that's the perfect timeline for Lori. And you know, she defeats Michael in the end, and. Yeah, I mean, she was just a strong final girl all the way through. So, I completely agree. Like honestly, uh, and just that, like the kill is obviously fucking amazing when she chops his head off. But that little moment right before, where she has hesitation because that is her brother, you know, and there's a connection there, and you feel that connection. And she's like, nah, fuck it, <laughs> and she cuts its head off. That was perfect. That was the end. You know, they should have just ended it there. The 
Michael Myers story and then go maybe the Halloween 3 route after that for a little bit and just have separate stories like um, John Carpenter originally intended to do but yeah that was the perfect ending that's too bad <laughs> but it was it's cool to see her again you know I'm not gonna completely shit on it because I love seeing Jamie Lee Curtis and and I, I do love seeing Michael Myers so I'm not complaining about it but I think that was the great end to that story um, our next question do you think they made a mistake of having the end they did in Halloween 2018 that made it hard to top in Halloween ends Mm, no, if they just would have kept going on that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, I I feel the same way. They should have just kept going and not abandoned yeah. those story, those ideas. I mean, they can, like I said, they can still do the time jump if they really want to, but just have Corey taking care of Michael, and that explains the whole his whole absence and Michael uh, Corey's evil transition. Sure. Yeah, well, because, yeah, because, like, honestly, Corey's, like, a pretty sympathetic character. So, like, I don't yeah. even think the transition to make to, for him to become evil even makes a, a lot of sense either. Like, I know he was getting, like, bullied and stuff like that, but, like, he seemed like a good person. Like That's why you make him a Myers, and then it, it's more believable. Like, he's fighting right. his, his, his lineage, and then he's the one that takes care of Mike, and then, you know, protects Michael. Maybe he finally snaps and protects Michael at the end from Lori, and then now we got a new Michael. But no... Yeah, exactly. And her last question: Why do you think they made everyone such an asshole in Haddonfield? Fucking Haddonfield sucks, dude. <laughs> they're just yeah, they're an angry Fucking bunch. Band nerds running around town. No, you'd be mad too if you had to deal like you were in like this nice quiet town, and then you had to deal with a serial killer for like forty years of your life, <laughs> like having to come back all the time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to the lady that got like stabbed in the throat in part two and comes back in three. Oh yeah, she's yeah, right. We didn't even mention her in this yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not like it mattered, but still. <laughs> That'd be funny if they brought back the doctor with his crushed ass head and like, oh, Doctor Savagian, you're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was weird. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. She was she was fucking dead. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know how she survived that. But anyway, so she's thank evil. you. Pure evil. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's where the franchise is going next. The last series of questions here are from Patty. As a horror fan of the franchise, which Halloween was the best? I think we'd all agree the original. Oh, part uh, one, the original. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, what about, is two your second favorites? Yeah, two's my second favorite. Three's, three's my second favorite. Mm. But if we, eliminate, if we eliminate part three, I would go with um, probably, probably Rob Zombies, man, honestly. It's grown mm-hmm. on me. I think it's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three is also my second favorite, but if not, I think I'd also probably put two, just because it was a nice like cap to that story. Yeah, Again. continue. The, there's an example of continuing right. story, right? Exactly, and on a thread that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's and it's for Ben Tramer, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the final question: What was the best part of this movie? So we spent a lot of time kind of saying the negatives. What was the one thing about Halloween ends that you actually did really like? One sec. Ben Tramer is the most unluckiest <laughs> motherfucker of all time. That's some shoddy police work right there, too. <laughs> it really is. Did the cop run him down, or was it fucking uh, Lewis? They, they, they start, Lewis starts shooting at him, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah i mean i mentioned it earlier but the intro to this movie i thought was was great it was, it was a great uh great scene shocking disturbing all in one so yeah 
that i think that's the highlight of this movie and of course carpenter's score is always great yeah uh the shot with Lori looking out and seeing Corey standing like michael myers did in part one is a really cool shot yeah that's my uh, as much as i hated the whole idea of it seeing michael myers all like crazy looking in the sewer i, I really like that shot just how like disheveled he looked and abandoned and like almost like part of the environment that by that point almost like he was growing into the crap that was in the sewer uh, i i like the idea of that look but yeah there's not a lot of this movie that i really actually love so it's unfortunate uh, and that's all the questions that we got so thank you everyone for the questions could not do the segment without you we really really appreciate it so final thoughts on this uh I have I have a final note real quick. Nope. Um, Allison going with the cop that's like forty years old. I'm like, what are we doing? He's not even yeah. cute. Allison, she had dad, dad, daddy issues. Her daddy dad issues. died. Her okay. dad died. Yeah. So ugly motherfucker didn't. I'm glad he died. That was a good kill. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't. Really I mean, man, uh, we didn't even mention much of the kills. Actually, the DJ like, kill was fantastic. Which one? Like that when he cuts the tongue oh, off. Oh, the tongue. Yeah, yeah. that was that, cool. That's cool. That was the best kill of them in the movie, I would say, um, and that was pretty dang cool. There were so I'll, I'll give I'll give props for that. Yeah, no, the body count wasn't that high in this one. They spent it all in part two, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the junkyard scene with Corey was really cool, like in general, like when he kills all the bullies in the junkyard. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that was a pretty damn good scene. You, you know so who? I'll, the, give it, I'll give it props. You know who the real hero of this story is, though. It's Corey's dad, man. That <laughs> dude, he gives his son a second chance. He's, yeah. He just wants his fucking spaghetti and watch '80s action <laughs> films in his garage. John Claude, baby. Like that, that's all. That's all that the dude wants. He just wants to live the simple life. All this shit's happening around him, and just give the guy his break. I, I don't know why. I really like that dad character. So that, there's yeah. one of my favorite things in the movie is I, the dad character was really cool. I didn't think of his dad at first. I thought it was just a friendly boss. At first, yeah, me too. And then he's at, he's at his house. Yeah, yeah. he's at his, banging his mom. Like, oh yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So shout out to him and all dads that are justice. Justice for Corey's dad. Yeah, they, they just yeah. want. That's all they want: food, food, and to watch their movies in peace. I like how his man room had a cat poster in it too. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's like Steve's room. Yeah, that's cats. exactly. That's exactly what I'm. He's basically me without the kids. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So my final note to this, as we wrap up this trilogy. And I think we've reviewed all three of them, right? As they've been released on this podcast, I uh, think. Not, maybe maybe not, not the first not, one. Not 2018 yeah. on this okay. podcast, but yeah. Okay. All right. Well, as we wrap up this uh, trilogy, um, it's been a ride. It's been an interesting ride. That is for sure. I mean, yeah, I just leave this trilogy just utterly being just disappointed uh, at the end of the day. And yeah, I mean, I just think mistakes were made. They They had a chance to end this trilogy on a high note. And they they took a swing, and I I'll give them props for taking the swing I guess you know, but unfortunately they missed, and it it leaves a sour note a sour taste in my mouth. Like I said, a, a disservice in my opinion to the Laurie and Michael character um, to end it this way. So, you know I've been back and forth on my score. I definitely don't think it's like a absolutely terrible movie and i did have it ranked as the worst in my franchise but i can't say this is a worse movie than halloween resurrection or rob zombies halloween 2 is it as bad Eh, probably 
but it, you know, this, at least the script is better. So I am going to leave this at a five out of 10. It's still not a good movie. I was still very disappointed and yeah. So five out of 10 for me. Yeah. Technically speaking, is it a bad film? No, it's a better film film wise than resurrections for sure. I don't think it's a better film than Rob Zombie's part two. Cause like I said, Rob Zombie's part two continues part one and it's, you know, the same universe. Basically this one seemed like it was characters did not match their previous movies. Lori it, man, without saying the same thing I already said, just a, a, t- a total miss. I think it's terrible. It's a terrible Halloween film and it's second worst in the franchise for me. And that's sitting at about a three out of 10 or a half star on Letterboxes. Uh, same exact half score as Resurrections, but they're both equally terrible in different ways. So pretty bad. Yeah. So everyone knows how I feel about it. We just talked about it for an hour, but I just want to go on my soapbox for a second and say, yes, I did not like this movie whatsoever, but you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go on Twitter and shit on people who liked it. I'm not going to go on Twitter and shit on the filmmakers or the fucking actors or the crew people, or the people who did catering. I'm not like chill people you know if you don't like the movie it's that's too bad don't go and attacking people over it it's so fucking stupid like and if people loved it i'm so happy for them because that's what it's all about i have different opinions than people but also the people who loved it don't start acting like people who didn't like it don't get it or don't understand or they don't get the metaphors or they don't get the references you know we're, we all have different opinions just be cool with each other because i I've been reading a lot on Twitter, like the discourse, and it's bad. It's actually turning into a really like shit show over there, over people just fighting over this movie. And it's just, come on, just love it or hate it. Just be chill with people. Have good conversations about why you didn't like it or why you liked it. And that's it. You know, end it there. So, yeah, three out of ten for me. Just a huge disappointment. Um, Maybe it'll go up in future years when I watch it again, because I will watch it again. I need time removed from it. Maybe next Halloween, I'll go through the trilogy again and go in with a different mindset, a different expectation. But as it stands right now, I'm I'm mad about it, if I'm being honest, because I was I had such high expectations for this. And it's this was our last shot to see, you know, Laurie Strode and Michael Myers go at it. And they fucking just, they didn't just fumble the football. They fucking just kicked it to the other end and let someone grab it to finish the game. You know, it's just, it's awful, so... Three out of ten. Well said about the soapbox. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is going to be it for this week. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on Halloween ends. Next week, we are going to be talking about the brand new Hellraiser, which is currently streaming over on Hulu. Don't forget our big event this weekend with Omri Katz from Hocus Pocus. The whole squad will be there. We will have free swag for you guys. We can't wait to meet you guys. We can't wait for you guys to meet Omri. Uh, one to five at Silver Moon Comics, followed by our sold out screening at Cinema Salem at seven o'clock. Be there or be square. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget to follow us on our social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just follow the Horror Squad Podcast. If you'd like to send us an email, the Horror Squad Podcast at gmail.com. And that's about it. Oh, merch tpublic.com the horror squad podcast if you want to show some support get some shirts get some hoodies whatever we got a whole bunch of stuff on there so uh go buy some merch for us that'd be cool uh and one last thing thank you to anyone who might be a new listener that we might have met over the past couple weeks for our events we hope you've been enjoying the show and we hope you stick along with us
Uh, so that is it. And we'll see you guys next week for Hellraiser. See ya. thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee. Well they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting.